Chapter 38 The Man Who Refused to Collaborate The Pankrat's address of Yitka Preislerova was a ten-minute drive from where Dita lived, but the neighborhood was much the same, working class and dreary. Slowly, the Mercedes turned the corner of the woman's street, and they came to a stop in traffic, not far from a parked ambulance. For many minutes, nothing there moved. They couldn't even hear a sound. With nothing else to look at, Herman stared at the ambulance, and he couldn't help think of the poet Yishi Orton, who died a few years before, after he was accidentally hit by an ambulance, and the hospital refused to treat him because he was a Jew. The meaningless of his death, and of so many like him, caused Herman to lower his eyes along with everything else. He wasn't sure that he'd ever be able to raise himself. He only looked up when he heard a pair of paramedics carrying the body of a mangled man down the sidewalk toward the ambulance. Another suicide, Herman said to himself, as he rolled down the window while feeling even more envy toward the corpse than what he had felt toward the one the day before. What happened, a passerby asked one of the paramedics, as he reached the back of the ambulance. God only knows, the paramedic told him. The guy was driving on the left-hand side of the road. He drove straight into a huge truck. In response to this, the presumptive corpse smiled. Herman smiled too. He smiled at the man who refused to collaborate, who refused to conform to the will of another. This made him want to do the same, it also gave him back the breath he had lost when they passed the train station, which only got stronger after the traffic cleared and the Mercedes parked outside Yitka's building. With a renewed sense of purpose, Herman marched inside it along with Klaus, and they found the woman's apartment on the third floor, a short distance from the stairway. Herman knocked on the door, but no response came, so he knocked again and again, and kept doing this until the door opened a little. Peeking inside the crack, Herman saw a single eye staring at him. What do you want, came the voice of a middle-aged woman. We're looking for Dita Preislerova, Herman informed her. She's not here, the woman informed him back. She hasn't lived here for a long time. Are you her mother, Herman asked. She has her own apartment, the woman replied. She doesn't live there anymore, Herman replied back. What do you want from me, the woman demanded. Any information that could help us find her, Herman pleaded. All I could tell you is that she's taken up with a Nazi, the woman snapped. He's dead, Herman remarked. The woman didn't reply to this, but her eye did widen. You don't know where she could be right now, Herman went on. Not only don't I know, the woman growled, but I don't care. She has shamed the entire family. With a burst of fury, the woman slammed the door shut. She locked it, too, and Herman and Klaus started down the hallway. Now what, Klaus uttered. Tell me something, Herman whispered, before coming to a stop by the stairwell. If a young lady were to call the palace and ask for Captain Fisher, what would they tell her? That he's unavailable, Klaus whispered back. 
even if she insisted that they were quite close, Herman asked. Even then, Klaus answered. And they would keep telling her this no matter how often she called, Herman asked next. Yes, Klaus said. So, Herman added, it's unlikely she knows he's dead. Quite unlikely, Klaus insisted. I'd say it's next to impossible, especially as Fisher had no next of kin, so no one was notified of his death. Herman said nothing in reply. He didn't even move. Is there a reason why we're standing here, Klaus grumbled. Herman didn't exactly reply to this either. He just put his index finger over his closed lips, and the two waited. They waited for more than a minute. They waited until they heard a young woman cry out from inside the apartment, a cry that reminded Herman of his wife. While trying not to think about this, he again stepped up to the woman's door with Klaus, and he again knocked on it. You're going to have to let us inside, Mrs. Preissler-Ovahi called out. 